Hey, and welcome to This Creative Life, conversations with creatives on creativity and how we can cultivate, inspire, and nourish our creative souls. I'm your host, Danielle Hall, and today I'm chatting to designer Holly Arnett, brand strategist and creative coach of Maker and Moxie based in NZ. We dive into living an innately creative life, how multifaceted and personal our creative output becomes, how essential it is to embrace showing up authentically, the inner work all creatives should do, and what it means to be anti-creative. Holly, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Tell us a bit about yourself and the journey you went on to living a creative life right here and now. Sure thing. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. I'm very happy to be here. My name is Holly. I am British originally. I live in New Zealand now, and my pronouns are she, her, and I am currently 28. And um, I have always been a creative, I think, my whole life. (laughs) Um, As a little child, you know, I was always super creative coming up with games and stories. And it's hard to like summarize my whole journey, I guess. But like uh, in primary school, I remember me and my friend like making a magazine at lunchtimes and working on the creative projects together. And then in high school, I discovered design uh, and I spent the like later parts of my high school experience doing mostly creative subjects. So my last year of high school, I basically only did, I think I did design, painting, something else, uh, drama and English. And I was just like all, uh, oh, photography was the other one. And then, yeah, when I discovered design, my design teacher was like, well, maybe you should consider doing that as your next step. So I ended up going to design school and that led me to doing, uh, when I left design school, I was freelancing and working uh, and I fell in love with hand lettering. That was my favorite thing. And my, I have some like family history and like printmaking and lettering and stuff. So I think it's just in my blood, <laughs> uh, which doing hand lettering, that's when I started my business as a hand lettering studio which then turned into doing logos, which turned into doing full brands, which then turned into doing brand strategy, which is what I do now. So now, right here and right now, as you asked, um, I am a brand strategist and coach for creatives, which is my job title, but also like I do so many other creative things as part of that, right? Like I'm sure you are the same, making podcasts, creating content, writing, taking photos, all of that kind of stuff. And then I have a bunch of creative passions outside of work too. So I just feel like I'm in, I've always and always will be an all round creative person <laughs> and will do anything creative in any way at any time that I can. So that's my journey in a very quick, <laughs> hopefully, version. You did it well. Seriously, if this was me, I'd there would be like multiple episodes um it always starts with like creating things for yourself doesn't it as a kid like when you were saying you created magazines it actually took me back to primary school and like working on I think like the school newsletter or something like and just seeing other people doing it and thinking like oh that's so cool like that's a job that people do and I think like especially when you're a kid you don't really place labels on jobs if that makes sense Mm. like you just do it because let's like why not it's so limitless it's so so awesome so like how do you define creativity because it sounds like you live a pretty full bursting creative life (laughs) like how do you define it what does it look like and feel like to you when you're completely engaged in creating 
I don't really know how I would like define it, but to me, and I say this and every time I say it, I feel like it sounds so cheesy, but it's the best way I can describe what it feels like to me is like creativity and being creative feels like breathing to me. It's like I have to do it. And when I do it, it's what brings me life and makes me feel like I am living and being a human and being myself when I'm not doing it. Like I've had periods of time where I haven't been able to be creative or um, I haven't felt creative. I don't feel like myself. I feel like I'm not living and I'm not breathing and I'm not being who I'm meant to be. So that's what it feels like when I'm when I am creating, when I'm in the flow and like doing something that I love and making something, it feels like I'm like finally breathing and everything in my body feels like, yep, we're fully present, we're alive, we're awake, it's all happening and this is what I'm meant to be doing, you know. So I don't know if that really answers your question. It definitely doesn't define creativity, but that's how it feels to me, yeah. I think there's just such a common thread with the fact that it's completely innate. There's no questioning it. It's always existed. It just is completely natural. It happens naturally. It, you know, there's no, it's the same. Like you can't define creativity because it is subjective for one, but also it's in so many different forms. It's not even just like art as we've mm-hmm. like always discussed, you know, it can be creative accounting, whatever. Yeah. And I think Uh, you know, and this is touched on so many times, especially because it is so subjective is like where, you know, this is kind of going off on a tangent, but Mm -hmm. where do you think in society we talk, like we lose kind of the concept of creativity being creative in lots of different ways, not just like the artist creative. Do you like, have you ever, ever experienced that yourself? Yeah, definitely. I think especially because like in the work that I do, my audience is creatives and I talk about that a lot. Like I do brand strategy and design for creatives and people are always like, well, is that me? Can I, like, I'm not an artist. I'm not a painter. Can I be like, can I join your program or can I work with you? And I'm like, yeah, of course you can. Like, I think so many people, yeah, like you say, associate being creative with like, you have to be outputting something that like tangibly looks creative like a painting or an illustration or something but creativity is so much also about just the way you think and how you approach things and the process that you use and all of that stuff so yeah so many people like you said accountants can be creative or um, anybody who's solving any kind of problem can be creative or yeah there's a lot of different ways to be creative for sure and it's it's so easy to pigeonhole yourself as well when you feel like what you create should look like what everyone else is creating around you and that's like style, aesthetics and just like offering as a whole. And I'm sure like as a brand strategist you see this a lot in the sense of brands wanting to be like other brands and just as creatives wanting to be other creatives and more so like the success you know, realm of it, of like what they're achieving, you know, and kind of like that success formula, I guess. Like, well, if they're doing X, I can do X. And then that means I can be as successful as them. But like, this is kind of going into our next question. Like everyone has their own like secret sauce. Like it's mm-hmm. their own little marinade seasoning, whatever you want to call it that. And, and, you know, it is cheesy and I'm here for all the cheese, but <laughs> yeah, same. Very, it's very much like there is only one you and it's always 
your unique perspective, regardless of subjectivity. There's, you know what I mean? Like there's just, there's only one way that you can do it. So like, what's your secret sauce and how important is it for creatives to create and earn a living that's like true to their unique abilities and their lived experiences? I mean, just to follow on to what you said, like, I think that trying to be like somebody else or like copy someone else is like anti-creative. If you're just duplicating what somebody else has done you're not necessarily being creative you're not exercising like coming up with ideas and trying new things and all of the stuff that is part of like creativity (laughs) um so I like I definitely think that it's so important for yeah creatives to build a business or do whatever they want to do with their creativity in a way that is unique to them because that's how you're going to be able to make whatever you're doing sustainable like if you try and do paintings that are like somebody else's or you try and build your business like somebody else's it might be okay for the first while but then you'll reach a point where you're like I'm not actually enjoying this or this is hard or I'm feeling inauthentic or like and not aligned with myself anymore and it becomes harder to do what you want to do whereas if you are living and breathing and just being yourself and feeling free to do that and to put as much of yourself out there into the world that you want to it's so much easier you're like oh thank god I can just like relax (laughs) be myself and like let all those pretenses go so I think it's massively massively important as for my secret sauce my personality I think is something that sets me apart like just being myself and like being a bit different to a lot of other brand strategists out there because you know Brand strategy can be a very corporate thing that's taken very seriously and it can be super boring. (laughs) And I'm like, not about any of that. I'm like, let's make it fun. It's super, like, especially because I'm doing it for creatives. It's a creative process that's interesting and engaging and you can crack jokes and be an idiot while you do it you know (laughs) so that's like my personality wise I'm just a goofball I love to have fun I most of my calls are like full of giggles and just having a good time and then also the fact that what I do like is for creatives that sets me apart a little bit because I am a creative that means that I have that knowledge of like how to do what I do specifically for other creatives so everything I teach everything I do is like not from a corporate lens at all it's like completely in the mind of like okay you're not trying to compete with apple you're just trying to like get your work into a market or sell stuff on etsy you know it's very different so um i think yeah that sets me apart a little bit (laughs) i'm so glad that you brought up the anti-creative thing Mm -hmm. i don't know why but it hasn't like those dots haven't actually connected for me (laughs) and so my brain was going a little bit like lighting up going oh let's talk about this because I realized and especially as you were saying about your secret source being just who you are Mm -hmm. and I don't want to use the buzzword authentic but yeah (laughs) just being open right just being open to letting yourself out into the world Mm -hmm. I feel like that anti-creative thing of in the sense of mass production you know mass copying yeah whatever and also like just just trying to find your path, I guess, experimenting mm. in kind of more of a like trying to duplicate way. I think it really comes down to 
one, like avoiding the creative process entirely. So if you don't have the time or the energy and you're just like, well, you know, this is something someone else is doing and I can do it and it'll be quick and easy and whatever. But I really think the root of that is fear. Like it's fear of being seen. It's fear of putting yourself out there. It's fear of the actual creation process, like, and doing it and thinking like, I'm going to put this out there and what if I hate it? Like, yeah, you know, and then immediately kind of regretting and hiding away, I guess, from what you want to share. And I think we see it so often, especially when, and, you know, we're going to talk about a bit later about like consuming content as a whole, but, you know, when you're seeing so much out there, it does feel so hard to be yourself, right? Because everyone kind of dips into like every, different businesses, you know what I mean? Like I was actually having this conversation earlier in the week going, how do I be authentic? Because there are days where I feel, you know, I like if I was to describe a brand or whatever, I'm like, I'm totally ASOP, just you know, <laughs> keep it chill, keep it calm, you know, like very inspiring and relaxing and whatever. But then there's days where it's like all jacked up on Mountain Dew <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like yeah. sharing memes and and being self-deprecating and, it's like it almost feels like a contradiction. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, in the sense of sharing yourself fully and like what that feels like, and kind of how can you, I guess, reclaim but also take care of yourself when you're sharing like that? Yeah, I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday because um, I've been having this like existential crisis about my job (laughs) because as a like millennial who's online a lot you know there's a lot of discussions at the moment about how problematic it can be to like be online all the time and share everything about your life or feel like you have to or on the opposite side of things feel like you can only share the good things otherwise people will think bad things about you or like whatever and trying to balance in terms of branding how do you balance like creating a curated clear message about what you do and who you are while also being able to be everything that you are like because people are so multifaceted and so complicated and so much more than just one thing so then how do you balance that with like building a clear brand and having a clear message right and curating what you put out there so I have like been thinking about this a lot and I'm not saying I have an answer at all (laughs) because I'm in both of those positions right I'm a human I want to build my brand so that people know who I am and can clearly understand what I can do and what I offer and what I put into the world but then I want to also be able to be just who I am and be a complicated human who has good days and bad days and, you know, is a great strategist one day and then the next day has no ideas, you know, <laughs> like there's just, there's so much to who we are and um what we do. So I think what I was talking to my friend about was that maybe we just need to have like, you know how people talk about when you create content, you should have pillars like these are the four topics that I talk about, etc. Maybe we need those personally, like boundaries about what we feel happy to talk about and then what we don't feel happy to talk about. Like, you know, I might feel great about talking about the ups and downs of running a business, but I don't want to talk about my chronic illness. Or I do want to talk about my dog, but I don't want to talk about my kids. Like, so that you can share the things that are authentic to you and that you feel great about sharing, but you can also have a balance of like 
the things that you want to keep close or that you don't want to share outwardly. Yeah, I don't know. That's one of the things that we were just talking about, but I don't have all the answers to that question. (laughs) I don't think. I think it's an ongoing conversation. Yeah, about finding that balance for sure. It's so loaded, isn't it? And it's something that always gets brought up on every app about being yourself, sharing authentically, creating authentically, and again, like the buzzwords. But but it's such a – I feel like it's, it's something that also can kind of make or break you showing up mm. because it's such a complicated and complex – like, I know for me, like, sorry, I can't even finish the sentence because that's why. I, I feel like, like, ugh, sometimes because mm. it's 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 times where it's like, I just want to be myself and I just, and, and you know, no one's stopping me being myself, mm. but it's also like, what do we owe people on the internet? What, you know, if we, you know, I am a very passionate political person um, in the sense of like social justice, human rights, all of that kind of stuff. And like I noticed a whole bunch of people unfollowed me mm-hmm. when I share some stuff and like they're entitled to, please don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, like they're entitled to do that. But then feeling like, oh, people don't like how I think or feel. And it's such a personal thing. Like it it almost just feels like, you know, the friends in the playground don't want to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know we shouldn't put so much weight on social media and strangers on the internet, don't get me wrong, but I feel like that is kind of linked intrinsically to who you are, how you run a business, how you communicate, what you share. But I guess like, and maybe you'll come, like you'll agree with this, but I guess at the end of the day, you know, the the whole saying, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe, like your people, Mm. your people is really at the end of the day who you're doing it for. So is there really any loss? Yeah, that's what I was going to say is like, I think part of the journey of coming to like feel good about just being yourself on the internet is realizing that some people aren't going to agree with you and you can't make everybody happy and like just like your friends in the real life there's going to be people that you get along with and people you don't and that's okay and like for me I've just kind of learned that or come to realize or accept that I would rather feel good about myself and what I'm putting out there and attract the people who love that and maybe have less people than have a bunch of people who I like feel apathetic about who I am and I feel gross about what I'm putting out there like so I don't know there's some just acceptance that has to come with that process I think of being like okay people are gonna unfollow me that's fine I'd rather they find the people that are perfect for them and I'll just keep doing me and I'll find the people who like that but I think it's also like important to understand that for some people it is way easier to be accepted online than other people you know obviously there's some societal systemic things that make it a lot easier for like neurotypical white men usually (laughs) to like be themselves on the internet but then if you're neurodivergent or anything else really it's can be a lot more difficult so it's sometimes when people just say just be yourself I'm like Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> like, but that's not always super easy for everybody to just be themselves on the internet. So it's definitely a nuanced, complicated thing. But if you can kind of slowly try and, yeah, accept and learn that some people are going to like you and some people are going to not, maybe we'll get there. <laughs> I guess, like, defining whether you want to live 
like the status quo. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and when you were saying about like the neurotypical, I know for my myself, like in my own lived experiences, like for me, I've done a lot of like therapy, growing, learning, understanding other people's perspectives. It's a journey and there are going to be people that will be on that journey with you or there are going to be people that are like, sorry, this is going a bit D&M, but, <laughs> but, you know, there are going to be people that are like, oh, you've changed and I don't like that. Mm. And I think that's also a part where it's like you have to let go. It's hard. Like it's it's a really hard thing to do. I'm not going to lie, but mm. I guess it's you have to let go of like, well, this if, if I keep trying to appease everybody and trying to give everyone what they want. And I mean that in the way you create or even just the messaging you put out, like you're not going to ever live authentically, mm-hmm. nor are you going to live creatively because you're going to just be so stifled with trying to make everyone happy Yeah, and looking like everything else. Yeah, Sorry, that was like a bit of a like deep no, psychological it's, chat. It's but, good. Yeah. But I think, crea- I think creativity is really – linked to you know our mental health as well and like the work that we put in the work that we put out like you know and I guess as well when you're in it staying in that process because like we are so conditioned to fast quick cheap Mm -hmm. right that's what people expect generally and so we're pushing ourselves constantly to make the masses happy right like it's difficult yeah for sure I think yeah especially creativity is such a personal experience and for a lot of people it can be therapy or a way of processing people get really attached obviously to their work and the love and heart and soul and life that they've put into whatever they're making so it is very yeah it's more tied to you and it is deeper than a lot of other stuff and the friend and I that were talking the other day were talking about how like we kind of feel like this process and a lot of being creative means that everybody should ideally like be in therapy <laughs> because there's so much to process like all of the stuff like you're saying about needing to learn and grow and be able to let go and accept isn't something that's just easy to do like maybe we do need to go to therapy or talk it through or spend a lot of time working on those things to be able to do those things so yeah obviously therapy is not massively accessible to everyone but that's the goal (laughs) all creatives might need some kind of therapeutic experience to process all of this stuff because it's a lot it is a lot and I think like I'm just going to just slide in there and say like I think society as a whole mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm. we all just need some level of therapy yes. and I'm <laughs> I just I feel like it needs to be accessible because I think like I was saying actually a couple of weeks ago to a friend like when we are children we never question our creativity generally question what the realms of real- realism like mm. are we never like if it's the a purple sky and then a pink tree like no like the adults are going to be like, ha cute. Like, and you, you're not going to know as a child any different, nor yeah. will you think it's different, nor will you think you've done something wrong until we get older. And I just wish that, like, society was just – and I, I'm sure it's changing. Mm-hmm. I really feel like with our kind of – with this with Instagram, the platform, TikTok, like all these creators, I think, you know, things are changing but I still feel like society has this view of us being, you know, fluffy mm-hmm. and like, oh, 
oh, you know, make it blue, make it pink, make it a pony. Like just, you know, do crazy wild stuff that doesn't seem to have any responsibility, accountability Mm -hmm. or implications in life. And I guess I feel so passionate about it because of my own experience of going through the notions of living a very corporate life and knowing in the back of my mind, like, this is not the life I signed up for. This Mm -hmm. does not give me meaning. It does not give me purpose. And, and doing stuff is like doing stuff differently to everyone else. When you're in a very confined environment, when you're like, let's fix the problems, let's make things better. Like, you know, when you're so expansive in those environments where people are like, we do this one way, you get where I'm going with this. Sorry, I'm just going on a random yeah. <laughs> waffle. But it's, I just wish that we could fix society <laughs> as a whole. Yes. Yeah, let's just fix society yeah. for multiple issues. Yes. I will just <laughs> slide yeah, that one yeah. in here, you know, world peace and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, I think that's half of our problem, to be honest. I think, you know, for, especially for, you know, people that identify as women, it's very hard to break the mold sometimes. It's very hard to please society sometimes. It's very hard to do everything sometimes. And yeah, like, oh, sorry, yeah. this is so loaded. No, no, it's good. Yeah, I mean, like, I 100% agree with you because, like, my vision for Maker and Moxie and for what I do is to make the world a more creative place, one brand at a time. And the reason that that's my vision is because I believe so strongly that creativity does have an impact, like, and that it can change and transform and like completely impact everybody like art and music and plays and just creative thinking like starts so many conversations it and like instigates change it brings people joy it helps people through grief it like does so much like even you know in the pandemic that we're still going through but so many of us turn to art right because we couldn't go out or connect with each other we connected in different ways through art through watching tv through watching movies through playing video games or scrolling on instagram was all creativity and so like i am that that makes me mad when we talk about people who don't think that creativity is powerful or has an impact or is worth anything because it is worth everything, I think. (laughs) So that's why I'm like, we need more of it and we need more people to feel empowered in their creativity and more people to feel like their creativity has meaning, whether it's like creating things for Instagram or painting a giant mural on the side of a building or creating a whole new way of doing something. Like there's so much power and so much impact in any kind of creativity. And I'll step off my soapbox now. <laughs> oh, no. I, you know, just even thinking about how it inspired people to slow down as a whole mm-hmm. during the pandemic because we resist and we resist and we resist and we resist and we have to. And it's like, you know, even as a freelancer or like whatever you want to call it, entrepreneur, creative business owner, you know, we, and I say this personally, like I struggle to not conform to the hours in mm-hmm. the day. And if I haven't done a certain level of thing productivity-wise, like, 
we, because we are so conditioned to, it has to look like nine to five. It has to look like, you know, checking emails after hours. It has to look like you're always being accessible and responsive. And, you know, there are times where, yes, you have to be that in certain situations of your business, but we really strive to be available to everybody at all times. And I think that, you know, as you were saying about like everyone kind of slowing down, creating like, you know, sourdough, for instance, like that takes time. I have to say I didn't do the sourdough stuff. (laughs) I did the banana bread stuff more than anything, but, but it takes time. And that is also another form of like creation in the sense of doing something new, having patience, Mm -hmm. practicing, and then enjoying the fruits of that creation. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we could go on, I know. And on and on and on and on. So I will stop. Move us on. But yes. <laughs> yes, I'd love to know, like, what else do you create outside of Maker and Moxie? As you were saying, you do a whole bunch of stuff. Like, do you find it easier to prioritize or is it a little bit tricky? Um, it's definitely tricky because Maker and Moxie is my focus and like I love it so much that I want to do stuff for that all the time um but I was recently concussed and so I had to like take a bunch of time off work so that kind of forced me to reprioritize a lot of things and refocus on like what makes me really happy and what outside of work and resetting those boundaries to make sure I'm prioritizing myself over just working all the time um so some of the things like I do have a side hustle which is like classic creative thing of like everything I do I want to turn into a side hustle but um I have a bookish side hustle where I make content and videos and stuff about fantasy books so I love that that's like a fun little passion project for me because it doesn't make me any money or anything like that I just love talking about books with other people who love books but I also like I love to cook I love to bake Um, I'm currently starting my veggie garden and a worm farm which is like you were saying like cooking and stuff and yeah getting the fruits of your labor I'm hoping that I will get literal fruits soon um and uh, I do a lot of like traditionally creative stuff too like I draw um I just learned to knit from my mother-in-law I've got a punch needling kit like I just love to try anything that will get me making something so yeah I do a lot of creative things I guess (laughs) Each creative has a kit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we've got the start of 25 hobbies at oh, least yeah. in a huge container. And yeah. I am I say this as I look over to the six containers over there that create, that, that contain model making and what else have we got there? Beading, <laughs> sun catchers. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've actually got my my thing of seeds over there for my veggie patch. So it, you know, I think I think it's actually really enriching to be able to just pick something up and play with it, even if we're not good at it. Yeah. It's just trying something for the first time, creative problem solving, creative thinking. The veggie patch thing you will love so much. Mm. And it's one of those things because I actually started my veggie patch in the pandemic mm. and we've moved like several times since then. So I haven't really had a patch up since and I'm, we're finally in our own home now. So started that up. But yeah, th- that in itself is also really creative. I guess it's a very figurative creation watching something seed. Yeah. Like sowing the seed, 
watching it seed, watching it grow, and then taking the fruits literally. And it's just so good. Like it's just yeah. doesn't need to be perfect, doesn't no. need to be beautiful. Once you I, – I started doing flower farming last year and that was – I mean, that was a month of creative ideas. Yeah. But you just kind of think, like, I did this. I did this. Yeah. It's like I'm just like – I feel like I'm bringing Animal Crossing to real life. Like I said to my partner <gasps> yes. the other day because I play a lot of Stardew Valley. It's my favourite game of all time. Um, I was Me like, too. I was like, Me we have to too. water the veggie you. garden every day unless it rains – just like in Stardew Valley. If it rains, our job is done. But otherwise, we have to water the plants every day and then we'll get fruit. <laughs> so I'm excited to bring I'm Stardew Valley to I'm with life. you. <laughs> How do you keep your creative cup full of inspiration when we're just subconsciously consuming content on the daily? It's full on, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I, in terms of like social media, I just make sure that I'm following the people who do inspire me. Like I just did a massive cull on my personal account, which actually got me like banned for a week because I'd unfollowed so many people. <laughs> they were like, are you using some kind of tricky software? No, I was just literally unfollowing everybody. Um, so I'm just like curating who I follow to make sure that whatever I'm following is like filling me up and not either a something I don't care about or something that makes me feel bad about myself or makes me doubt myself or anything like that like I'm also a big fan of the mute button these people I love and I want to follow but sometimes you know when you're having a bad day or a bad time you're like I don't want to see how great you're doing right now I'm very happy for you but I just need to mute for a moment and then I'll come back and celebrate you (laughs) so I mute people on the regular outside of social media like I just try and enjoy a lot of creative other things like I watch a lot of YouTube videos um I listen to a lot of podcasts not necessarily about business either like I listen to stuff that's completely outside of business stuff um and same with the YouTube videos um I like to go to like galleries I go on a lot of walks that like or like exercising any I am not the best at exercising but anytime I do I feel like that's when I get the best ideas is when I just give my brain a break and step outside of being creative and just go and experience nature and then I get a bunch of ideas. Yeah, and surrounding myself with other people who are creative too. Like a lot of my friends are creatives. I have a lot of other colleagues who I don't actually work with obviously but colleagues um, who are also creative business owners who I just love to spend time with and they inspire me all the time. So even if we do completely different things, I get inspired by them all the time. So, yeah. Love that. Very multifaceted. Yes. Like, get to find inspiration ev- anywhere and everywhere you can. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, this is going to be a hard one, but I guess for, like, when you're working with clients and for the creatives that are listening, like, what's your number one piece of advice for just creating, you know, just creating for yourself, creating on your own terms, being true to you? Um, number one piece of advice. That is a good question. I think the best thing you can do for your for that, for being able to just create in your own way, on your own terms, etc., is to like get to know yourself really well. That's what's been, I think, the biggest thing that I've learned or tried to focus on while I've been self-employed and been, you know, running a creative business is 
understanding myself super well so that I can like I know what I need and I know who I am and I know what makes me feel good I know what lights me up so that I can like run my business in the best way for me I can feel confident in myself so I'm not comparing myself to other people or wanting to do anything anybody else is doing because I just know what I want to do and what makes me happy and who I am I recommend doing any kind of like soul searching that you want to do um in any way that you can like I've done I'm a big sucker for a personality test I love the strengths finder one is my favorite of all time even like your horoscope whether you believe in that or not like can just guide you and give you some insights into who you are and make you feel confident in who you are even outside of tests like just listing stuff that makes you happy I started a list of like can't remember what I called it someone else told me about doing it but it's like a list of little things in your day that make you feel really good so I started like a list of those things so I can make sure I'm focused on those things so yeah I don't know again I don't know if I've answered your question but in terms of like just If you want to be able to create in a way that feels good to you and that you feel confident in doing because you're not worried about anybody else, you have to just know what that is that you want to do and that makes you feel the most like you and that makes you happy. Um, So you got to do that soul searching along the way, I think. (laughs) That was perfect. (laughs) I think that's that's the key to unlocking creativity as a whole Mm. because we do so much work after childhood to kind of block it out so it's kind of the time that we rewind a little bit kind of go back and a little bit inwards and actually just you know I, I saw something actually I posted on my Instagram but it's like I knew that if I wanted to create something that I love like I'd have to create it myself mm. And I think we forget about that because, and I know for me, I'm like a sucker for like, oh, if someone else has done it, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just buy that, Mm. you know, kind of thing. And it's so easy to just be a bit lazy about it. If you just give yourself that time and that space to create something for yourself, whether it's, you know, something really little or, you know, something that you can monetize if you want to do that. I know like I'm all in the habit of let's monetize (laughs) our, our hobbies, but I just, yeah, I think we don't realize how personally connected we are to our own creativity. We just, and I say this from my own personal, like I just assume that my creativity is going to come. Like I just assume it's like this little superpower that's just going to show up (laughs) and it never just does. So like you kind of got to like, you know, going back to your list of the things that you're grateful for, those small things that are really making your day beautiful. Like you kind of got to go back to that. So Anyway, thank you so much. I love this chat. Yeah, me too. Love going on the tangents. So thank you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the love and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify where you can subscribe and follow along too. And I'm also over on Instagram at at thiscreativelife.podcast sharing some good stuff. Until next time, keep creating.